Roar Nation, Promise Keepers is back July 31st, 2020. Estimated 80,000 men will be gathering at the AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Speakers are going to rock the house. It's going to be a full lineup. And on top of that, worship is going to be amazing. Why am I telling you so far in advance? Because tickets are on sale and they're slowly selling out. So that being said, I hope I see you there. I am planning on going. Go to promisekeepers.org to get info and tickets. Again, go to promisekeepers.org. See you there. Welcome to Are You Real? Finding the Authentic You, the podcast that focuses on Christians that are active in everyday life. Join in as we speak to everyone from successful business owners to educators to athletes about their faith and how it helps them reach out and revolutionize those around them to do the same. And now get ready to roar with your host, the voice of manifestation, John Fuller. Hey, Roar Nation, John Fuller here. I am your host today and I am fired up for a friend of mine by the name of Zach Lush. But before we dive in today's uh, podcast, I do want to tell you, if you have followed us for any length of time, now over the last three years, we pretty much have never missed a show, uh, especially the last two and a half years. But this last year, uh, six months, sorry, has been incredibly busy for us as a season. And uh, within the last month, uh, my wife lost her brother. I lost my mom and I've had multiple things uh, in our lives Uh, that have kind of been tragedies and having to overcome stuff. So uh, we are going to be doing an episode on that as well uh, here coming up soon between Casey and I. But I just want to tell you guys, Roar Nation, I apologize. It's always been my heart and my goal to bring you guys an episode every week, uh, just to encourage you guys, to inspire you to be not just better people, but to find purpose and uh, just love Jesus and uh, encourage you. So that being said, I'm sorry we have not been able to be consistent the last uh, four weeks, but uh, we are able to launch this week. So excited about that. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about marketing, building business, a little bit of branding, and some other stuff. So that being said, Zach, are you ready to roar? I am ready to roar, my friend. Looking forward to this. Come on now. So Roar Nation, check this out. This is kind of funny, the kind of day I've had. Zach and I got up early this morning, did an entire show first thing this morning, and Zoom decided to reset its uh, button somehow on the upgrade this morning. And we got to the very end of the show, and I looked down to stop recording and found out we never recorded. So thank you for uh, that. Uh, so that, anyways, we had a pre-run, and uh, we're excited to do it. Right, Zach? Absolutely, brother. And and, and just heartfelt, uh, uh, just what you guys are going through with your family. I said, I know it's a tough time. So praying for you guys and for Casey, that's uh, just a testament to, to your guys. Great to be here. So, Thank you, Sam. Man. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. So, Zach, let's dive in. Um, let's give our audience kind of a, an intro, just a bio of kind of who you are and uh, what you do and kind of your passion. Sure. No, I appreciate it, John. Yeah. So who I am, I, I'm, a, uh, I'm a father, I'm a business, business owner, entrepreneur, uh, former professional athlete. I've uh, been in business for myself for the better part of the, of the last 18 years. Uh, for 14 years, I ran a sports performance facility for athletes, uh, first of its kind here where I'm from in Florida. Um, and then 
uh, the last four, actually five years, but really this is my fourth year in business. I've been in the, uh, the marketing, especially the digital marketing game. Um, but uh, I'm a guy that wears many hats and this to being a, a father and uh, a, a, a business owner. I'm also a college baseball coach and I'm a program director for an organization called NASBLA, which was founded by a bunch of Coast Guard guys. I, I go out and, and train law enforcement uh, from time to time on how to use unmanned aircraft. Uh, but really my passion has been marketing over the past couple of years. So uh, that's kind of how I identify myself now. But uh, yeah, I'm ready to dive in, brother. You love it. You geek out on marketing, right? I love the market. Yeah, the, 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 the marketing game is something that uh, I, I feel the, the industry needs to have a better understanding of. I, th- I think there's a lot of bad marketers out there, but there's also a lot of good marketers out there. And it's, it's those that come, come to the, the table, like, hey, wanting to do best by businesses and, by, and, and really by customers and clients that I think are, are winning nowadays. And that's what I've tried to impart my clients. Like, hey, this is marketing is is literally the lifeblood of your business, and I, I want to teach you how to how to do it right and how to do it so it's in alignment with your goals and visions. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been a pretty good ride the last couple of years. That's awesome. I love it. Okay, so before we kind of dive into your journey and talking about going from pro ball to uh, owning, a, owning a sports center, and then obviously get into marketing. Just kind of along your journey, have you had a life verse or kind of scripture or something that has inspired you along the way? Yeah, there's been, there's been a bunch, man. I think um, th- there was a point where I, I literally started my, my gym, was kind of my first foray into business, and I, I went from a, a small garage-style gym to a, a mega sports performance facility, uh, went just through the ups and downs of running that and then ultimately losing that business really put things into perspective for me a couple of years ago um, and realized, you know, there's, there's always a bigger plan for us. And, and the scripture that's always stood out for me was Deuteronomy where it says, for the Lord, your God goes with you, who will never leave you or forsake you. And it reminds me of that. And I had this quote printed out for a long time. It was, uh, was that footprint story where mm-hmm. you know, I, I can't, I can't say verbatim, but it really uh, put things in perspective. Like, you know, the, that the Lord is always with you, even when you think you're alone. And, and I could, I could see that. I could, I could almost feel that when I was going through the kind of the lowest parts of losing my business and effectively lost my identity for, I'd say better part of a year. I, I just floundered around until I, uh, I kind of picked myself back up and said, "Hey, I'm going to go into this. this I'm going to go into this next thing with with my my whole heart and figure it out." So That's it was yeah, it was a powerful time for me. That's awesome. You know, it's funny you talk about that. When I was a kid, I was nine. I lost my brother, and uh, I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast in the past. But I just remember somebody gave that um, poem. It's I guess it's unknown. Uh, but man, I held on to that for years as a kid because it's basically talking about like, you know, I did all this by myself and all these things. And like you, I don't remember the whole thing. But at the end, it was like, and then God talks back and he's like, yeah, it wasn't your footprints in the sand, it was mine because I was carrying you through it the whole time. And 100%. man, it's like you read that, man, and it's powerful. Yeah, I mean, I can still read that and it brings tears to my eyes because I realized like there, there was a bigger plan. And it's I've, I've always been the type as an athlete, like I've planned out my life best I could and then just realized like, hey, sometimes you just got to take your lumps and there's a, there's a bigger reason for it. And to, for me, it was, I knew 
when I lost my business, I just, I, I had, I lost the passion for the business and I, I should have exited probably five years prior to that. So it was just, it was just time. Yeah. We talked about that a little bit this morning as far as, and I wanted to bring that up. I'm, I'm glad you said that because I was actually thinking about that as, as we were talking, but you talked about, you knew for about five years or several years, you kind of lost your passion. What is one of those kind of indicators? Like, as you're starting to lose stuff, maybe for people that to make that shift. Cause I think sometimes if we're in business or we're doing things, it's like, you know, you need to jump, but you're not jumping because it's the unknown. And then you look back years later and you're like, man, I knew the whole time I should have left and it cost me way more money or it, you're like, I could have been way more ahead what do you say to those people or, or you had the opportunity to go back to yourself and say, Hey, you need to do this. Yeah, it, it was, I mean, I, I think a part of the reason I held on for so long was just fear of the unknown. Um, realizing like, Hey, I, all my money was invested in that gym. Everything I had earned from baseball and just saving up over the years to go to got a home equity loan. So I was like, I, I can't leave this. I can't, I, I knew I couldn't sell it either. I'd gone to a business broker. It's like, you know, you're lucky if you can get, you know, a 10th of what you put into this. Um, that was and, encouraging. Me, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was like, All right, I'm, I'm effectively stuck, but I, uh, I would say the reason I knew five years out was because I just, I would think of going back to the gym. I, I ran split shifts. I'd go in first thing in the morning, run a boot camp for adults and, and do that for a couple hours. And then, you know, you kind of, there's that lag time middle of the day. I just, I, I hated going back in there end of the day. And I was like, this isn't right because these kids need the best of what I got. I had a staff and I had employees, but you know, I would still go in to do business things. And I just, I had lost the love for it. So it was, uh, again, it was to me, it was just a, the fear of the unknown, but, Losing that spark, that was signals that I should have exited a long time ago. Sometimes you just got to jump. Yep, 100%. So, and, and unfortunately, the way it kind of fell apart, it just ended up costing me so much more in the back end. Literally had to, uh, my, my business partner died and walked away with nothing. I mean, I, I, I could at least have given it away to somebody had yeah. I known that was going to happen. It's hard, man. There's nothing like hindsight, right? 2020. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's kind of talk a little bit about your life journey um, and you can just kind of skim through it, but yeah, you played pro ball and uh, talk a little bit about that. And then you jumped into owning your business and then you kind of got into marketing, but um, actually let's, let me ask you this. How did you get into marketing? Cause that's really your passion now. And you've, you've kind of honed in on that. But I remember this morning and I hope you recap on this. You talked a little bit about, being a catcher and then how like seeing the big picture and then how that's kind of tied into marketing. We had a, I wish we could have recorded it. It was a great conversation, but kind of tie those together. How, how those have overlapped now. Yeah, no, it's, it was interesting. I, this kind of came into my awareness uh, a couple months ago where it's like, I'm, I'm still effectively doing what I did as a ball player. I was a catcher and uh, typically a catcher, if he does his job, you know, you never notice him because he's, he's, he's the one that makes the picture look good. He's calling the game. He's studying hitters. He's, he's kind of, he's anticipating what's going to happen if a guy gets on base and he has the whole field in front of him. It's the only position on the diamond that has the entire field in, in his perspective. So um, as a, as a marketing person, now I can go into businesses and work with clients and say, I can see the field. I know, I know what's going to work here. And, you know, the, and so the, the, the two parlay and, uh, you know, working with clients, 
now there's there's even some mindset component to it. Now this is a grind, like the marketing, the likelihood of you hitting a home run in your first at bat is pretty slim, meaning that you're gonna go out there with a message, it may not work, may work, whatever, but um, I was working with a client a couple couple weeks ago and he was getting ready for a webinar and just freaking out. Things were breaking, he had two hours before the webinar hit and it was uh, similar to going out to the mound to, to pat my pitcher on the butt and say, hey, you're gonna you're gonna get through this, man. Just just breathe deeply. Go out there and throw strikes. So it's the same thing. Like it's it's interesting how the two have have kind of worked together, and I, I revel in that position. I love helping business owners. Like I get fired up when I get you guys wins. There's leads. There's sales that come in. Like that's that's what I that's what I'm passionate about. So yeah, the two go hand in hand, and uh, you know, super grateful for my career as a baseball player. But it's I'm still doing the same thing. I just got a little different different look to it for sure okay so i always like to get to story uh, that i call can't be worse than this moment you know uh, what what i mean by that is uh it's kind of like moses standing at the red sea and uh you're like okay i, I can't go forward uh, because i have obstacles and if i go back i'm gonna die obviously so uh metaphorically speaking obviously what has been a moment like that for you in your life that was like, it couldn't be worse than this. God, you have to show up um, to save me and then kind of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, there. Uh, so I'd, I'd lost my business um, for 14 years. Um, my relationship with my kid's mom had fallen apart and, and I'll thank God we're, we're, we're great. We're, we're, we're actually really good friends now. Um, but there was a point where I was homeless two weeks, just like living out of my car I remember having to drive to the gym to, to get a shower to go to my job for the day. And it was like, that was probably as hard as it got because I would sit up um, in my car late at night just trying to figure out, like, what, what is my next step? Like, why aren't things working for me? And I remember driving over to the beach one morning to, to, to get to the sunrise. And I was out there probably an hour before the sunrise. And just this profound peace came over me, man. It's like, you are exactly where you need to be. Just relax into this. Things are going to be okay. Like, you're going to bounce back. So, and it was, I can't explain it. That's happened multiple times in my life where I've had this, this, this profound peace and I've, I've, I've heard God's voice and I've, um, and I've definitely, when I've sat down and prayed, I've gotten the, the guidance that I needed. But at that point, for whatever reason, it was so much in my head that it, it was, it wasn't until I got up to that beach and watched that sunrise that morning that I finally made that connection. It's like, yeah, things are going to be okay. And I bounced back in a big way soon after that. I love that story. A lot of times I think, I think we get so, uh, I don't know if the word's upset, but like we want to avoid pain and we want to uh, naturally, and we want to avoid conflict and all those things. But like, I always think about, and, and people know this, but like diamonds are made from coal, which is under pressure and fire and heat. And it's like, we don't become the better ourselves, the better version of what God created us to be until we really get in those circumstances. And what's funny is it can do us either way. We can get a circumstance like that. We can go really terrible or it can really refine us. And it just depends on the choice and the road we decide to make to go in either direction. But when we allow that, I mean, what God can do, that purifying process, man, it's a, it's a very, very painful process. I've been there, but it's so beautiful when you come out on the other end. Yeah, 100%. Love that. So, Okay, so when, at what point did you kind of feel like your passion for marketing, when did you kind of realize you're like, hey, I really like this. Uh, I feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to go after it. 
Yeah, marketing, my, my foray into marketing happened by necessity. I'd hired uh, multiple marketing companies when I was running my facility and realized most people were just kind of giving you a piece of the puzzle. So then just said, hey, I'm going to figure this thing out for myself. And that was back in the days of like dial-up internet. And, and I was just the, the literally the beginning of the internet. And But for whatever reason, I started falling in love with like designing website and like bringing that creation to life. Uh, similar to how it must feel to build a house. I was building properties on online. Yeah. So just uh, kind of started geeking out about it. Um, but really uh, realized, you know, once I started doing this as a full-time job, like there was so much to learn um, between, you know, the design part, the technical part, that kind of took care of itself, but really understanding the psychology that goes behind this and, and how you, how you enter a market and how you get into the, the, the head of your, your ideal customer and really speak to their pains and problems and goals and desires. All that stuff is, is to me, the coolest part because that's, that's the science behind this. The art is you know, building nice looking stuff, but the, the science is that psychology part of this. So uh, I, would, I would say it's been the last two years where I've completely locked in and now I understand the metrics behind it. Um, that it's, that's, now I know I'm in the right spot. So was there a point where you, you kind of were slowly making the transition and you're like, okay, I need to go all in. Like it's, you knew it's all or nothing. I'm going to make this transition because you knew for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I was doing this full time and I've always been the type that's had a couple of jobs because that going homeless for two weeks, I kind of put things in perspective, like I'll never let that happen again. But I would say two years ago is like, if I'm going to do this right, I'm going to do it in a big way. I have to go all in. So that's right. Same thing I did when I built my facility or played sports was um, I dedicated 16, 18 hour days. I I still pull time like that because there's just so much to learn. And I love going deep in with a business owner and like figuring out what what makes them tick and how they attract people. So, yeah, I would say two years ago is when I went all in and just really wanted to understand the metrics behind it. So I, I feel like I've learned more. I was laughing when you're talking about the psychology of it. I, I never thought I would do this. I can't tell you how many books I have bought in the last five years that have to do with the psychology of selling, like people's thoughts, buying patterns, like just for the simple fact, like it's really interesting, like even things down to specific words, colors, shapes, like all those stuff every day, like people don't even realize that we use Facebook or Instagram, all that stuff. All that has been scientifically studied as far as like the layout, the words, the colors, the color, the fonts, all that stuff. There's a psychology there. I mean, you just, that's not random. Like people think that's just there and that's what somebody picked. No, there is literally a science behind it of why they're using colors, all that stuff. And what's wild about it now, John, is, is platforms like Facebook are are run by machines. It's, it's AI at a, at a very deep level. So they, they understand us better than we understand ourselves. They know what websites we've looked at, what our shopping patterns. So as marketers now, it's actually gotten a little bit easier where we can just focus on developing the right message and calling up the, you know, the ideal client versus having to go into the back end and like tweak targeting and, and, and build websites and whatever you need to do that Facebook and platforms like it have said, just lean into us. Like we know, we'll go find your ideal clients. Just sit back and focus on content, like del- deliver value to the market and, and it'll pay its self in spades, which we've seen over the last six months as we've taken that to heart, like our clients are, are booming. Like they're 
going even through this COVID thing, like we, most of our clients crushed it just because we, we were delivering value to the market and, and being timely and relevant. That's awesome, man. Okay. So I want to ask you this. Uh, what do you feel like your biggest strength is? And that's in any area. You could do business as a person, whatever it is, but what do you feel like your biggest strength is? Man, that's a great question. So I would say it's just, just having that vision. Uh, I'm vision and I'm, I'm uh, and I, I also have the ability. Sometimes it can, it's, um, I guess it's a superpower, but I can get people to buy into their own vision sometimes. So, uh, and I, and I always, I've always used that for good, but I realized, uh, especially with my facility, like people just took what I said to heart and just, and took action on that. So I would say, um, yeah, vision, the ability to, to, to see the field and, um, to anticipate trends as they come up is probably my biggest strength. I love it. Okay. You called it a superpower. So what's your kryptonite? <laughs> uh, it would definitely be, like most ideas seem like great ideas. Yeah. Um, so my ability, I think discernment and prudence, like I, I've taken some of those, those personality uh, tests and just, you know, I'm a, what do they call it? Ready to fire AM guy. Yep. Is it? Yeah. So that's, that's probably been my biggest thing. I'm a, I'm a big picture guy. So, uh, you know, the, the details can kind of, I, I have, now I have people supporting me that take care of the details. Yeah. No, I'm the same way. That's what uh, Casey and I balance each other out really well. I'm like, I shoot and then I go, Oh, I missed. Where do I need to shoot again? And then I keep shooting and targeting. Casey's the opposite. She's like, okay, you have two bullets, make it work. This is where you need to shoot. So that's awesome. It's, it's pretty funny. It's always interesting between you and I, uh, her and I. Okay. So um, I want to talk about what uh, kind of some of the stuff you're doing right now. So, uh, we've worked together. Uh, you've helped me with my business. I've loved working with you in the midst of that and getting to know you. I know that you have come out with a product specifically to help business owners uh, like myself uh, to learn marketing, to understand it. Will you talk about kind of what you're doing right now and what you've uh, come up with the last couple of months? Yeah. Uh, my partner and I, John, uh, he's, he's based out of Australia, have come up with what we call a pilot program. It's, it's effectively teaching small business owners the fundamentals of digital marketing um, in a very easy to implement way where we, uh, we help them unpack their genius is what we call it and develop these foundational frameworks so that they can go to any channel online, especially whether it's Facebook, Google, Twitter, whatever, and, and put the right message out there. So we've done it in a way where the most tech illiterate people can, can take it and run with it. Um, we, we build very simple two page funnels and we literally just go out and find out is there demand for what your, what your offer is or what your products are. And we can do it using Facebook, which is probably the hardest platform to do it and, and say, yeah, this is, this is going to work or no, we need to pivot or we need to come up with a different message. And the neat thing was we took 10, uh, 10 just regular business owners through this program uh, a month ago and seven out of the 10 launched and launched in a huge way. Like we're, we're generating a ton of leads for them. Um, and not, they've gotten an ROI from it. Like they're, they've bought in and kind of moved into this second phase of that, which is working with us as an agency. But this is designed for any small business owners so that they can have uh, a much more, uh, a much better conversation with their marketing team or just understand what they're looking at. So we teach them how to read their numbers and really hold their marketing team accountable. That was the biggest reason for this was we were just 
angry that people were, were getting ripped off by marketing companies and nobody ever taught anybody how to look at their, look at their metrics and look at you know, their dashboards. So that's what we teach. It can be overwhelming at times, but we, we support the, everybody that's in that program. Like we have pretty much 24 seven coverage. Uh, if they have questions, one of us is on there to answer questions and it's a pretty cool program. So. Okay. Yeah, I want you to talk them. about your, so your 10 people, why don't you, uh, let's talk about the unicorn of the 10 kind of medium range, kind of some of the stuff that you saw. And then you had maybe three people that didn't do very well. Maybe they didn't implement. Why don't you talk about those three levels? And, and the reason I want to talk about this is because this really, in my opinion, applies not just to marketing business, but every area of our life. So if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to have a better marriage, if you're trying to grow your business, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's it, um, basically the way you apply yourself into something uh, in any area is the results you're going to get. Yeah. And, and like we always said in the gym, 80% of it is just showing up. And I, you can probably attest to this, John, but my, my best lifts or best, the days I PR'd when I, when I was really lifting heavy were the days I didn't want to go to the gym. Yeah. So it's the same thing that we saw in our program. Like 80% of the people that were successful showed up to every call and we only have, there's, there's just a handful of calls. So, but they were, they were long two hour calls where we kept everybody in a jump seat and said, Hey, we're, you need to, to speak up. We need to see your dashboard. We need to, to effectively fly and take you through the paces and make sure you can fly. Um, so it was the seven that showed up that got results and we were working with clients all over the world. So, um, there was an IT services guy out of uh, Denmark who was targeting other you know, businesses. And he was, he was going to be a tough one for us. We said, you know, we don't know if we can get a result for this guy, but we were able to hit $5 leads, which is awesome. Uh, he, was, he generated up to 100 leads through the pilot program. And now he's off, you know, having his, his conversations and selling deals. Hold, hold on real quick so people can understand. Yeah. So his lead costs five five dollars, and for some people, like, wow, that's a lot of money. But what is a lead worth to him? So if he potentially lands one of those leads at five, it costs him five bucks. He's got to nurture it. What was his return on his money on that? Something like that. Yeah, that's a great question because every business is a little different. So, and five bucks is kind of the standard we try to hit. But um, for him, a lead, a, a sale, a customer was worth twelve thousand bucks a year because he does high level IT security type management and he was able to close a couple of deals, which is cool. Okay. So um, just real quick, I'm just thinking numbers. So let's say he got a hundred leads. So that cost him 500 bucks and he landed how many people? He landed two within the, within the scope of our program. And I think he had, um, he had eight conversations. So okay. he was the type that said, Hey, when he asked us, you know what, and we, we helped him break down his numbers, but we needed to know what his conversion tool was. And to us, a conversion tool is how do you how do you go from lead generation to lead conversion? So it could be a strategy call, it could be a, a demo in person. In your case, it could be a free estimate and a and a follow up call online. It could be webinars, mini courses. There's different ways to, to skin that cat. But yeah, yeah, he uh, yeah he he's he was accustomed to to doing. Okay. So, so for him, it costs him thousand dollars, whatever to be in the program. Then he spent $500 in marketing, landed two customers and got $24,000. Did you say 11 or 12,000 per customer? 12, well, it's 12,000 over the course of the year. So he does, okay. that's a thousand dollar a month return, but yeah, he made back his, his investment in spades after the first month, which is, yeah. and, and that with us, 
us, it's, you know, so the next guy was a rural succession um, guy that he's a, he's a farmer in Australia, or he works with farmers in Australia. And even with COVID, he was able to, I don't think he's closed the deal, but he's had, conver- he's had conversations with his target market and he generated like 270 leads. Nice. And he's got a way higher price point. He, he's helping people that, you know, pay him $15,000 on the spot to, to handle their succession planning. And the unicorn was a life coach out of California. She had spent thousands. Hey, wait, hold on. Tell people because some, some people you and I, we're talking like, I know what a unicorn is, but what's the, so people understand we're, what are we calling a unicorn? Yeah. So a unicorn in our world is if, if we can generate, and these are our benchmarks. So it's, it's um, a $3 lead. It's a 70, 75 cent cost per click. And, um, and there's different numbers we look at. So, if you can, if you can do better than that, then you're a unicorn in our space. Okay. So she's still running. She's at 75 cents a lead. So, so 75 cents a lead. Um, it's like 20 cents a click. She's generated close to a thousand leads in the past month. Okay. Um, and to us, she just has such a profound or just such a message that locked with her audience that it's been a night and day for her. What's been her so return was, on her money? Uh, I mean, I'm embarrassed to say it. So it's, it's like a couple hundred X. Wow. <laughs> Which is right. I don't want we, so what we look for Don is like, can we get you a two or five X return on investment? That's like our goal. Right. Yeah, so everyone comes in a little different price points or services. So that's, I don't want to say that's, and I, that, I yeah, that's why it's a unicorn. That's not the norm, but I mean, yeah, that's not awesome. Yeah. But I think it has a lot to do with, uh, one, she had a good message. I'm assuming she's good at what she does. She put in the work. Um, it's just, there's a lot of factors in there, but I think sometimes when all those things can converge into one at one time and you kind of hit that sweet spot every once in a while, you get a home run. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. I love it. Um, so real quick, I do want to tell Roar Nation, I'm excited about this because we work together a little bit. You are offering a program, um, to some of our listeners, that's not why we're doing the podcast, but we did talk about it. Um, if somebody wants to get involved, wants to learn marketing, wants to, uh, needs help and wants to become a program or any of that stuff, how do they, uh, get a part of that program? Yeah, they come, uh, j- just come to your website, areareal.org backslash pilot. And on that way, we'll have a description of the program. We just take 10 clients at a time, uh, because we, Although we call it a 21-day pilot program, we run for four weeks, and um, it's you're effectively everyone's getting agency-level support. Meaning, they can call, they can pick up the phone, they can jump on a Zoom call. We've worked that we've worked them through their message and how to set all this up. Um, at the same time, we're also coaching and training, saying, "Hey, this is what you need to understand and need to learn. You need to read that back to us." So that's it's kind of a back and forth that way. But yeah, if you go to are are you real? dot org backslash pilot. Uh, we just want to work with small business owners. We did take on a couple agency uh, clients um, for the last program, which wasn't a good fit for for them nor for us. Um, so we'd prefer just to work with small business owners. And this could be local business owners. It could be subject matter experts, thought leaders. You have a message to share. Uh, you know, we can help you out, including churches. I mean, it's it, it would be awesome for churches. Yeah, I, I meant to say that. And I forgot, I did say that a little bit this morning. Guys, don't be surprised. Like this isn't about business only. I think sometimes we get in that space, but 
Um, like people need to hear if you're a nonprofit or if you're a church or a ministry, like people need to help. You need to get your message out there. People need to hear it. And the only way that's going to be done right is through marketing. So I encourage you guys, if you're a ministry, church leader, uh, any of that type of stuff, I would highly recommend uh, you need that because people need to uh, hear you and your resources and the things that you're doing. So it's definitely a perfect fit. So um, that also being said, if you guys decide to be part of Zach's program, uh, my book is going to launch this month, uh, Speaking God's Frequency. Uh, it radically changed our business. I will also be sending you, if you sign up and Zach says, hey, somebody signed up off of this, uh, I'm going to send you a free book um, uh, from us just to say thank you for being a part of it. So um, that being said, okay, so Zach, uh, enough about marketing. I want to ask you this. So not all of us are called to be uh, pastors uh, or podcasts or any of that kind of stuff, but uh, very simple. The gospel tells us, you know, Jesus wants us to share our faith. Um, with people, to encourage people, love, uh, love people, and be a light. How do you do that through your life and through your business? Uh, awesome, John. Yeah, to, to me, it's, and I've, I've felt called to serve for a long time. Um, definitely felt it through sports, and, and I was always considered more of like a team captain, so I, I felt like I led by example especially as a younger person led by example, just, I was, I was almost like um, Mamba or, or Kobe. Like I, I was a guy that was first off the field. I was going to show up and I led by example that way. Wasn't the rah, rah leader, the one that was going to yell and scream, but I felt like uh, I led by example. Well, that changed as I started running businesses and have moved into more of a mentor role. And it's pretty, pretty cool over the last couple of years. Notice like, it's, it's really not about the chase anymore for me. It's been more just sit back and be present, listen to people and, and hold that space for them. Keep a, keep a safe place for them to be themselves and be authentic. Um, and that's been probably the way I best show up now. I love it. Okay. Uh, as we wrap up the show, I want to ask you this. So um, you are Marty McFly and you are hanging out with Doc Brown and uh, you're going to take a trip in the DeLorean. Uh but you can't change the future. You just can go back to the past. What age would you pick and what advice are you going to give yourself? Yeah, that's awesome. I'd, I'd say I'd go back to my mid twenties when I was in that, you know, pushing through this and just grinding through it and just say, Hey, just, just learn to relax. Like, and I heard this before. It's the, the journey is the destination. Like I was so hell bent on like, I had to be a, a major league baseball player or I had to, build a multi-million dollar uh, business to be successful. And that's not it at all. Uh, to me, the journey is the destination or the process is the point. And I would, I would just give myself that higher perspective. Yeah, that's good, man. I think it takes a lot of years of grinding, of failing and all that stuff to when you finally hit that point, both of us have to where you realize like, dude, it's not about the numbers. It's not about the big buildings. It's not about whatever it is that we think it is, man. It really comes down. You know, for me, I always say, man, love God, love people and just serve. And when you start doing that and you start serving people like Jesus served uh, for us, like everything just comes together and your business is going to thrive. I think because it's authentic and we're being who we're called to be. And we start serving people, everything just, it's just an overflow of it. And it's, it's really a cool process. Absolutely. Yeah. It, 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 that's really what's, uh, it, it's definitely been 
what I've noticed over the past couple of years is it's all about serving and it's, it's about our fellow man and just doing right by people. And I, I think the rest takes care of itself. Well, I agree. All right, man. So as parting thoughts, you get the microphone. What is some words of encouragement, wisdom, anything you want to say as we wrap up the show? Yeah, I'd say um, find your passion, like follow your passion. It, it, it's pretty easy to, to find when you know what to look for and what, to, how it feels. And to me, it's always like what brings you the most excitement. And that's, that's what you should be doing first. Like to me, that's, that's everything. Follow, follow what brings you passion and purpose and, and follow that, that feeling of excitement because it just spirals from there. Yes, come on with that. All right, Zach, hold on just a second. So Roar Nation, uh, if you need some help, want to get a hold of Zach, uh, you can reach out to um, the link that he talked about, areyoureal.org uh, uh, backslash uh, pilot. And uh, we'll get a hold of you guys and um, we'll reach out and love to help you any way we can. Also, please rate and review us on iTunes. And I just want to tell you guys, it means a lot to me when you leave those. There's days uh, that I don't feel like showing up and doing podcasts because we're busy or I want to hang out with my family. But I really get inspired uh, when you guys leave those and you say, hey, you know, it changed my life or you send an email. I've got some lately that uh, that I need to respond to. Actually, we've been just kind of covered up and I, and I do plan on the, uh, responding. But when you leave those reviews, it just encourages us to say, hey, wow, Casey and I are really making an impact in the world around us and encouraging people to better themselves and uh, just to be real and authentic. So anyways, we love you guys. If you need anything, please reach out on Facebook and uh, send us an email. We'd love to help you. And Zach would love to help you as well with marketing. Remember, be real, be authentic, and be you. God bless. That's all for this episode of Are You Real? Finding the Authentic You. Be sure to go to areyoureal.org for your free questionnaire to identify your gifts and talents and how you can use them to help people become leaders and catapult them into their destiny to help others become the leaders of tomorrow. We appreciate you spending your time with us and look forward to helping you reach out and revolutionize next time on Are You Real? Finding the Authentic You.